Mic, 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 check. What's up? Welcome. You're listening to the Money Minded Athlete Show, and this is Kyle Pullins, your host. Welcome back to another day, another dollar. And if this is your first time, welcome on to the show here. This is a personal finance, uh, business, entrepreneurship, personal development podcast for the high school, college, young professional athlete, helping you learn more about money, how to make more money, save more money, and we are today talking about 10 strategies, 10 ideas you can implement now. There's actually a lot more in that. Each one's kind of got some different, like A, B, C, D going down, but 10 for savings and 10 for creating income, making income, okay? Bringing some cash into your pockets. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with the save, the savings piece first. So number one, make as much of your own as you can, of your own food, of your own drinks. Um, I mean, anything that you can make at home, you can even get creative with training equipment, right? There are certain, you know, ways you can use what is around you instead of having to buy certain things. I mean, you just got to that part you got to get creative with, right? I put a picture up on my Instagram a while back and it was of, uh, gosh, I don't even know where it was from the picture, but it was these, uh, baseball guys and they had a water bottle, a tire sitting on top of a brick. And that was this guy's tea and he was hitting into like this fence, right? And it was just dirt poor third world country, but they were still, they were being resourceful, right? So is there like training equipment that you want to get that sure, maybe your parents would buy or something, but that you were thinking about spending the money on maybe that you can just make at home yourself and not something where you're trying to make a bat, right? If you're a baseball player or make your own golf clubs or stuff like that, you know, uh, just, just different ways you can get creative and thinking about what, you know, on, on the last episode we just did with Danny Tops, was talking about wants versus needs. And you don't realize things that we think we, you know, need are just things that we want. And we've gotten a lot of what we wanted in the past. So it's easier to think of it as a need or I got to have it. I really want it and going to get it. So especially today with everything just like in an instant, right? You can get Amazon stuff here same day, next day with Amazon. I mean, fast food, right? It's it's all around us. We got everything instant with the phones, technology, etc. It's just out there. Okay, so getting creative with that piece. Number two is shopping, being thrifty, shop and thrift, going to Goodwill, Salvation Armies, you know, local thrift stores, even uh, really good ones, garage sales, you know, and and consignment auctions, different auctions that are going on, estate sales. Um, and then hitting the online stores, the Facebook marketplace, eBay's, Etsy. Uh, I mean, you know, Etsy's a little old, old, older antique kind of con or not just content, but the products that are on there, but you can get on Craigslist. I mean, uh, some of these other apps that we're going to talk about here in a minute on the flip side for no pun intended there, um, on the income piece is, you know, using some of these apps that like that to sell stuff. Well, you can go there to find stuff cheap that, you know, one person, one man's trash is another man's treasure. You may have heard that before. So similar thing here, right? Like I wanted a Game Boy Advance, the old school Game Boy Advance, so I could play a Pokemon game on there. 
and going around and trying to find it, right? And somebody's got it out there and they're selling it. Boom. Good condition. Got the games I want. And it's like just one or two games I really wanted to play and like that's it. And I used to have those and I could have sold that to somebody else one day, right? So anyways, getting ahead. Um, but shopping thrifty going in there's a lot of great stuff in there that's very gently used right and you know it's not it's not a big deal to wear somebody else's shoes or you know different things like that that you could find instead of going and buying brand new stuff you know go the used route used car route right just being minimalistic as we can okay number three is buying in bulk going to like a costco or a sam's and and stock you know stocking up on the essentials right when you get into college and and you may go get your own apartment or you got an apartment with a couple guy guys or teammates girls on the team what have you right stockpile on the essentials like the toothpaste toilet paper soap cleaning supplies you know dishwasher and detergent and stuff like that the kind of dry foods you can get the canned foods uh, nuts things like that is going to be another one you want to get you know any uh, bigger bulk of frozen meats, frozen foods, you know, any meals like that that you can stock up on. They're going to be cheaper when you're, you know, overall getting it from a place like that, right? That's why they have wholesaling places like that. So taking advantage of that, but also realize, you know, since you're buying more, you're paying for more. So you can walk out of there a pretty heftier check than going to just a regular grocery store. But at the regular grocery store, you're only getting one serving you know, really one portion's worth of each one that you're getting, right? So that's why it's the bulk bulk part. So that's one piece, go and stocking up on that. Especially, like I said, when you get more into, into college and stuff, most of the time in high school, parents are doing all that stuff. And sometimes you can go shop for your own stuff. You got the money for it and that's what you're doing. But anyways, number four, take advantage of being young, okay? There are so many places that you can get student discounts. You are still getting insurance from your parents, um, you know, uh, you're getting your car paid for, you know, all these kinds of bills, phone bills, all that kind of stuff, right? If you're trying to go off on your own and, or maybe you are already on your own, right? You can see how that stuff starts to add up. So thinking about not only that, but, you know, as an athlete at your school, and especially when you get into college, you're going to have access to the athletic training program, the strength conditioning program, maybe a nutritionist if they work there. Maybe they've got a mental performance coach. And that isn't stuff that they, like, it's not quite like going to a boarding school or something and they start adding these, like, services on top of it. Like, most of the time it doesn't really work that way. You're not paying extra to go to the athletic training room. I mean, maybe there's hidden stuff in there that I don't know about, but pretty sure you're not getting charge extra to go see the athletic trainer at your school to go see the strength coach or the nutritionist there so take advantage of stuff like that and then the student discounts right especially again college students in your college town they like their college students they want to take care of them because that's big money for them and that's a lot more people coming into town for their games and then just the student population themselves so there's going to be a lot of places that are going to support your local school fundraisers boosters right who what local businesses companies etc people are the ones that are buying in the booster clubs buying you know investing into the stadiums and spending you know dollars into your fundraising programs at your school those are one great businesses to go to because they're going to want to support you and 
you basically just walk in and just be like, hey, I saw you guys were one of our sponsors uh, for the team. Really appreciate that. You know, saw you guys got a really good restaurant here. Want to come check it out? Or, you know, maybe it's a different kind of business. You know, that's that's the thing with some of the stuff we're going to get into is just it's getting creative and there's just seeing opportunity out there. And, and one of these other examples, um, I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to just go right to it right now. It's called it's this is number eight. It's the ask for it challenge. I, I do, hold on. I need a drink. The ask for it challenge is a name I just made up. OK, maybe this will catch on. Maybe it's not. And honestly, I probably don't want it to catch on because if you think about how crazy people get with these challenges, like they could take this the wrong way and not what I'm about. So Tim Bilyeu, the guy who does Impact Theory, uh, the show, and he started Quest Nutrition, the, the Quest Bars. Some of y'all may have had those before, pretty good. He, I saw a post he put up on Instagram a while back, and he has these weekly challenges that he posts on his Instagram. And this week it was if you go to buy a cup of coffee ask to get 10% off of a food order if they would just ask them if they would do that and I was like oh okay why not like literally why not why can't you go and ask that you can people do that kind of stuff all the time really it's just like it's negotiating you think about somebody who is going to get a job interview right and People have, if they've got better negotiating skills, they can get a better starting out salary, right? A better per hour. Uh, they can work in some stipulations. Like if you look at Shark Tank, right? They're in there making deals in there, right? They're negotiating. They're able to just ask for stuff that they want to ask for. And if they want to ask to get royalties on their product for help, you know, them helping out, they're going to ask for it. So why not ask for a 10% off or why not ask for, you know, going back to that is why not ask for a student discount if you go somewhere? I mean, you got to, you know, it's not just being a cheap ass and not trying to spend money ever. But at the same time, you know, when you're younger is the best time to save. You're going to have less expenses in general and it's going to be easier for you to save. You just got to be smart about it and take the time to do it. Okay, so number five, I, I like this one. This this is where you really start to get creative, is benefit-driven gigs. Finding, you know, it could just be part-time jobs, doing front desk work. I mean, you can find anything really. You can get into like the sales and the marketing stuff if you're ambitious enough and want to make a little bit more money, right? Because usually in sales, you're going to have opportunity to make some more money. But think about doing. I, I worked at Pebble Beach and we would get 20% off at AT&T, right? So AT&T would have the Pebble Beach Pro-Am every year. It's in February, big golf event, celebrities come out, you know, it's a big event out there. And, you know, AT&T sponsors a lot of ones, but we would get 20% discount on my phone bill. And you can get things like that from lots of local businesses. So think about what kind of benefits would you want to get and what places offer those benefits, not necessarily benefits as in like health insurance and, you know, a 401k investment from the company. Again, it's about getting creative and what kind of benefits do, would you want to get? Like, you know, think about being an athlete 
that's getting sponsorships and deals coming in, right? There's shoe sponsors and this and that. Like there, there was this guy I used to work, um, I worked for in here in Texas and his wife and his son would work part-time at a Nike store that was in, you know, inside this, granted it was inside the Cowboys facility up in Frisco, but they would get all kinds of gear like every month, free Nike stuff, shoe, shirt, shorts, all of it. And they would get that for just working there. And, you know, she would only work like a weekend once a month, right? <laughs> and still getting all kinds of gear. And think, think about stuff like that, right? Think about working front desk at, you know, a batting cage if you're in baseball, you know, if there's a big facility by you, working there so you can get in and hit for free. You don't have to pay for a membership and tokens for the pitching machine. Or, you know, working at, it, maybe you're kind of like me and you and some other people I've brought on the show and you've got an interest in the fitness and the performance and the strength training piece. You go and work at a gym and do that kind of thing and, and you can have those guys train you. Or, you know, find a mentor or somebody that's like that out there um, that you want to be and, and that are doing something that you want to do. Not saying you want to be them specifically, but if they're, you know, an influencer in, in a certain space, that's somebody you could go and, and work for. And assistant type position, right? Something like that. But where you're going to get some kind of benefit back out of it. Maybe like a physical therapy, therapy office or um, even, you know... E- on that gym side, like a bigger gym that's going to have, you know, a sauna and showers and all that kind of stuff first, just like a local CrossFit kind of place. Right. So, um, like where I'm from, Genesis health clubs was a big one up in Kansas. Um, and then there's in shape in California. I mean, these kind of bigger box gyms, but there's also places that are like, you know, uh, the Eric Cressy's of the world and the Mike Robertson's and these big sports performance coaches, out there that have big facilities like that, right? And here in Texas, there's like uh, Driven Elite and some other ones um, that are just, you know, big sports performance facilities, like a college setting almost, right? And those are great places to go and get involved. You know, you can work for a nutritionist, like I said, physical therapist, chiropractor, different stuff like that, and you're going to get the benefits of working for them. So that is always a nice little piece to add in there, okay? Um, somewhat building off that is number six, get, checking out the local community like bloggers, uh, mommy blogs to local influencers, different things like that because they put out a lot of their time into relationships in the community with new businesses that are starting up, restaurants, stores, um, anything that's really in the area that's going to be buzz, it's going to be news that people are going to want to go and see and do whether it's events, different things there's going to be promotion for that. And they're going to have a big audience of people that want to go do stuff in their area. So they're going to check this person out for news and upcoming stuff. So sometimes they're going to have free events where there's free meals or different, um, you know, concerts to discounts at the restaurants. I mean, all kinds of stuff going on. So just look into different people like that and see who they promote and and go check out their stuff. So, and, and again, that kind of goes in that, I just some of the stuff I'm coming up with on the fly right now is the um, you know the booster clubs and and reaching out to the businesses and people that are in that the people that invest in your fundraising similar idea with this for your high school for your college or um, you know the other the other thing to think about with this some colleges will have host families or if you're 
you know, like we would have host families for our summer travel ball teams that would, you know, I mean, it depends on what kind of family you get into. Some of them take like, you know, multiple players and they all house them together and they're just one big family, you know, and some it's just like one or two, uh, but they're feeding you and, you know, laundry, all that kind of stuff, home away from home, right? So that's a good one. And I know that, you know, in my hometown, we would do it for our local uh, junior college for the baseball team. I think they probably did it for the basketball and, you know, the other sports, but I know for sure they did it for the baseball guys. And that was always cool to be around when you're younger like that, right? So think about being able to have that kind of impact and hang out with the kids in that area that are going to think of you guys as like, you know, the Bryce Harpers and the LeBron James, the superstars of your era kind of thing. So number seven is going to be buying the brands, the store brands at grocery stores versus the, the big name brands. Each grocery store is going to have their own, basically, you know, their private label stuff. Um, so you can usually save a couple, three, four dollars, however much, depends on what you're buying at the store if you're buying that stuff versus big name brands. So if you're buying your own groceries, start looking for the store brands. Most of the time, product quality, uh, it's it's really going to, ingredients wise, pretty much going to be the same stuff. So unless you're trying to go super healthy, then, you know, that's a different story. Uh, number eight, I already did that. Ask for it challenge. Just, you know, again, you can start getting creative with that. Number nine, keep a training partner. So here's some indirect saving benefits of this is y'all can cook together and maybe they have better baking skills and you have better, I, I don't know, grill skills. I, I'm just making shit up right there. Y'all can make different things. Um, you can give each other rides to practice, to workouts, work out together. So, you know, maybe they've got more experience than you on the fitness piece, but you got more ex- experience with them on the sport specific piece. You're training each other. You got somebody holding you accountable. And, and the other thing is when you start to think about it, think of how much time it would take you to make your meals for a week, right? But if you got, and let's say you're only used to, you know, and this is a really good example of why a training partner is important, is that the time that you're going to spend cooking that one meal for yourself, one, how much variety of the meals are you going to have the ability and the skill to make, right? If you don't have your parents making it or a chef or somebody else making it for you, that's another thing you can do to save time. But that's when you're making some more money, a little bit later on kind of strategy of, of paying somebody to do the administrative tasks, the uh, uh, minimum wage tasks, like cleaning and cooking and some of this stuff, right? There's there's people that get paid a lot of money to do those things, but most of the time, you know, they're commodities in, in the sense. So taking the time, how much, you know, variety you're going to have in your meals, right? Getting back to that is... If you can only make like three or four kinds of meals, but your training partner knows how to make all these other kinds of dishes, you can make some of your stuff. They can make some of their stuff. You're going to have double the dishes in the same amount of time and you can share and you're going to have more done than you trying to do it on yourself. And anytime you get to, you know, double your efforts, make more out of less, make more out of the same amount of time and get more done in less time. It's always going to be saving you money and time is money. So 
Last one is uh, savings apps. So there's a few different ones. You can look up like coupon apps, right? For grocery stores, there's a wide variety of those out there or even just websites. It doesn't have to be an app, but you can even just literally clip coupons, right? Out of the, out of the, mag, out of the newspapers and magazines kind of deal. There's Groupon is a great one that does a lot of stuff for local events to dinners and restaurants and all kinds of stuff. Stash and Acorns are another one. We talked about this a while back with Luke, way back on the first episode. Um, they take, they're linked directly to your bank account, your checking account. Anytime you swipe a card, you know, they're taking the change from the order and putting it into an investment, like something, it's stashing it back for you and it's saving it up for you. And then it's going to start to invest it and let compound interest uh, start to work on it and you're going to start to get the benefits of what we're supposed to be doing with savings, right? So go check them out. You know, I'm not an official sponsor for them. Uh, I think they will later on. They're on my list. And Mint is the other one. Mint is more of a, a, a budget, kind of like a, you know, your own mini accountant there to keep track of everything for you. And then you can, you know, set your budget track how much you're spending, track how much you're bringing in, etc. Speaking of bringing in the money making time, let's talk about that money. Number one thing I put down and I, I literally got mad at myself for this earlier. You'll, I'll, I'll tell you why here in a minute is this, this has just been here sitting in front of me for so many years and I didn't take full advantage of it like I could. And Hey, you can't do anything about it, about what you haven't done in the past, right? You can't change that. So moving forward, number one tip, income idea tip. And I, and I want these tips, especially on the income piece, to not require any upfront money for it. You don't really have to have a whole lot of extra skill or, you know, this is something most people can do. And you don't have to, you know, it's something you can do part time when you want to. And you don't really have to travel real far and go work for a specific, you know, company and do all that kind of stuff. You you can with some of it, but you'll see as we go through this. So number one is flipping. So basically buying something lower and cheaper and selling it for higher. Like you know, garage sales is a great example. If, if y'all follow Gary V, you know his his trash talk. That's something he does. Just. Selling stuff on eBay, selling stuff on Etsy. I mean, you can sell it on Facebook. There's all kinds of different apps, right? So here's a list of uh, all the different places I have sold stuff before. Is Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, Five Miles is an app. It's called Five Miles. Offer Up is one. Um, those two, the Facebook Marketplace, Five Miles, and Offer Up. I have sold, sorry, there was a distraction in the house. I have sold on there before, and those are good ones. Let go, I'm not as big a fan of. I just haven't found people that are actually coming on to do it. Like, actually, I haven't sold anything on there ever. And the messages I get, they're just not real. And it's like, uh, what's going on? I don't know. So I didn't like it so much, but it it's still a possibility. You never know. Maybe your market's different. 
Sorry, y'all. Roommate just walked in. I was like, what is that? I thought he was, you know, headed out for a couple hours. Anyways, um, headed back to the flip life. So let go, not a big a fan of. eBay, classic one. Etsy is another one there, more on the antique side. It has to be at least 20 years, I think, but 20 years old before you can post it. And Mercari is another big one uh, that came out. I don't like them and because they t- their, their, their charge is 10%. And that's a lot. eBay is probably close to that. I couldn't give an exact percentage. Um, Etsy as well. And Etsy's making it to where my mom sells a lot on Etsy. And they do, they're not going to let you sell or they're going to like shadow ban you if you don't do free shipping. They really want all their people who have stores to do free shipping. So I don't know. You know that's that's a tougher one. So, go going to garage sales is a is a good one. Going to estate sales, okay, that's another one. Um, and you don't need a whole lot of money with this, okay. So, twenty bucks and you can go to you can go out to a garage sale and find some good stuff. Or if you don't have, let's say you don't got a dime, I'm sure you have something at home that you can sell. Whether it's an old pair of headphones to old shoes you're not using, clothes, jackets. I mean, there's belts, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, there's lots of options out there and you can go and here's the other thing, you can go and find, I'm going to give you a bonus tip here in a minute, but you can go and find free stuff on Craigslist and Facebook. They do free couches all the time that people don't want to get rid of in chairs, uh, desks, I mean, stuff that's a little bit bigger, but you can go and, and get it and go from zero to 20, 40, 50 bucks, depending on what it is, right? Some of it's kind of worn down. Some of it's these big old TVs that are like these 50, 60 inch TVs. And they're these big block, you know, tall ones that are heavy. But if you've got somebody to help you go pick it up and then you sell it to somebody for like 50 or 100 bucks, you know, because somebody out there thinks it's gold, right? So that's, I mean, there's a lot of money. That can be made in that, but you gotta, you know, one, you're gonna have to study up and start looking at what stuff sells. Learn not that you know people are when they when they post it that some people are posting it higher than what they're actually gonna get for it and what has already been sold, different things like that. Okay, but here's a bonus tip for you. So the reason I was mad at myself is because I grew up in this two ways. One, my mom and my grandma and I would go to garage sales like every weekend every saturday morning we would go and get donuts chocolate milk and then we would go to garage sales now we lived in a small town of like nine ten thousand people not a whole lot and there was another town like 10 minutes away that was you know same size so we would kind of double up on it and find some cool stuff here and there but i never had the initiative or the idea in my head that i could make this a business and start making some money by because eBay was still there. eBay was a thing at the time, right? I mean, that was, you know, 15 years ago or so, but eBay's been around long enough. I could have been doing that, so I was mad at that. Secondly, my grandpa, Hall of Fame auctioneer. That's a thing, okay? My grandpa is in the auctioneer's Hall of Fame, and he was mainly livestock, you know, cattle, animals, Um, but he also did a lot of consignment auctions, and real estate auctions and stuff like that people that are doing you know these estate sales and he would go they would bring everything into this big old morton building that we had at the south end of town 
and every every Thursday he would sit up on top and people would bring up random stuff that they had sitting around the house and he would auction for it and people would bid you know a dollar at a time and it's like basically like going to a garage sale but competing against other people and that's a great way you know another way is these estate sales they don't do it at every estate sale if you know it's got to be an auction you know some of these others these estate sales they're going to be a little pricier at first but if you go here's here's the last here's the last little bonus tip is if you go to the end of these estate sales or something like that their prices go way down and there's a lot of stuff that's left that can still be sold for something so and they're willing to haggle right so this is where you can get a practice at negotiation a little bit more so you can get stuff for really cheap i mean you know it's just it's just takes some research to know when, if you're going to take that on a serious level to go out on a regular basis and start finding stuff to buy you know you got to look up what is selling what is going to be worth it and and learn as you go that's the other thing is learn as you go the other thing is to get in with get an in with different retail stores in the area so i'll give you an example we have at a baseball place i'm at has demo bats okay and they sell them for 50 percent off the retail price if they want to buy the demo bats but they've been used right so Think about how many sporting places, um, events, things like that, that you, if you had an in, right, if you had an in and you knew somebody that was there or you ha- had been there to hit before, stuff like that, they might give you that insider deal. It's like, oh, man, or you can just have it, right? There's going to be little things, pairs of batting gloves to um, old, you know, bats, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be baseball stuff. I'm just giving you from my example, right? Um, they're going to have stuff that they're just, that's out of, out of season. They're putting in new inventory and they're not going to keep it. And it's not selling. It's just been sitting in the inventory for a while. And you can go up to these places and ask for it. Right? So that's another one to think about. And it doesn't have to be sports specific stuff. You can get creative. Maybe it's pawn shops. Maybe it's antique shops. Um, and the other, and the other thing to think about is going to these out of, going out of business Go, uh, going out of business sales. They have a lot of those. Everything's a flash discount, 90% or more discount, right? And liquidations of homes, right? Not on, you know, and estate sales are kind of similar to that, but they do, you know, business liquidation sales events going on. Just start looking for those kinds of stuff. And last tip, I mean, this one is just so much to go into. This could easily be a whole other episode. We're already 30 minutes in and I got eight more to go here. Um, reach out to these people, these auctioneers, uh, real estate agents, these estate sales, these companies that manage those because after they get done with garage sales and you can reach and you can do the same thing I'm about to tell you with every single garage sale you see in your area is going to these companies that host the auctions that host the estate sales and saying hey if you guys are just dumping stuff after the sale is over i'll i'll come over and i'll you know whatever you want to get rid of i'll take it because they want they'd rather give it to somebody that they know is reliable 
and, the, and you don't have to take everything, right? Because then you're going to start hoarding a bunch of stuff. But just go through and say, hey, I, can I come pick through what you got left? You know, I, I, you know, still pay for them. Tell, you know, tell them you're going to pay for it. But they're going to just be so inclined. Excuse me. They're going to be so inclined to just like, dude, just take it. Get rid of it. Don't care anymore. Don't want to deal with it. Same thing with the garage sales. People are just like, you, I, you know, they used to give out their numbers to these garage sales. They may not anymore. So going door to door with this one might, you know, be a tougher strategy, but reaching out to all these people who are having garage sales and after they get done saying, Hey, do you got anything I can come pick through? You know, I, I, I would do that sometimes just after I got off work late, you know, I'd work like 10 to four and it's hard to get out. That's, that's prime garage sale time, you know, before lunch. And most people are done around two, three, four, five o'clock depends. And I would just go over and, just finishing up at five you know maybe knock on the door hey you got anything left and sometimes they're like no we're done go away sometimes it's like oh yeah you can come in and check out what we got you know they might want to make a last sale or just get rid of stuff okay because they're probably just going to trash it anyways so that's a great one number two that's only number one number two freelance gigs okay this is very broad so there's a lot of opportunities here Again, getting creative with it. There's a lot of different sites um, that you can get freelance gigs on. Okay, there's freelancer, um, like freelancer.com. Here, let me go back to this. I wrote it all down. I had I wrote down 11 here, and most of these are for writing, but there's a lot of other stuff you can do. Upwork, Fiverr, iWriter, freelancewritinggigs.com, peopleperhour.com, freelancer writer access freelance writing contently content ly contently publoft guru.com i mean that's just so from some research i've been doing here earlier and it's so easy to get freelancing gigs what are freelancing gigs anything that you have a skill in or you could help somebody in and you just do a little part-time job uh, just a mini gig to pro pay for a project, right? You're getting paid for a gig. You're paid for a project that could be writing content for somebody's blog. You could be doing graphic design and making images for people, doing logo design. You could do video production. You can edit videos for people. You can make some short video ads. Uh, you can transcribe videos like to text. You know, people like this. People like me need. If somebody wants to reach out and help with this, let's talk is transcribing the audio of podcasts so I can put it onto my website and onto a blog and have have a blog post to go along with each podcast episode I'm making so that's more content I can make on my end and I'm not having to try to recreate brand new content I'm repurposing what I already have and putting it into text so more people can reach it but it's also going to give me SEO benefits more rankings more content online, Google's going to think I'm credible, etc., etc., right? If Google thinks I'm credible, that's all that matters. So that's what I need in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was bad. So all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can be like a chatbot person, right? All these, there's so many companies out there, and you can just Google it, you know, to be a chatbot chat bot writer. Um, all kinds of companies do that. On their website, they need somebody for support. 
you basically answer general questions and then you push up the specific stuff up to the top. You can be a virtual assistant for people. That's kind of a good one. Um, and you can also do, you know, companies have like freelancers that do content writing for them. So you can reach out to local businesses and, and offer the same kind of stuff. So I have written content for a local marketing, social media marketing agency, you know, blogs for them and get paid for writing the blogs. There's so many other people like, you know, for writing this content like this, for example, writing blogs, doing the transcriptions, all kinds of stuff. Go to those websites. You people find posting gigs all the time on there and you can get paid for it and you can start to grow and develop that skill, right? Maybe you want to do more video editing because that's something you think is cool and you want to do that as a profession later on. You know, whatever it is, you can start picking out some stuff to start honing your craft now. So that's pretty cool. I really like this one. Number three, it's, I like it for more than the money behind it, but it's also going to have some good money opportunities. And it's going to be dependent on where you're at, right? Not every place is going to have a nice course. But being a caddy is number three. Caddies are going to get paid per loop, so you're going to get paid for per nine or 18 holes. And if you can get in at a nice country club being a caddy, you're going to get connected with a lot of rich people, a lot of people with influence, things like that, because they golf and they have money. And you want to be around people with money and you want to learn from people with money. And there is a lot of business deals done on the golf course. So if you can start to become caddies for these people and soaking up their knowledge and maybe asking the right questions here and there, showing them that you're more than just a caddy and you're professional, you treat it like it's your own business and you're just hustling like to like Thomas Bland back uh, earlier on in the, in the show one of the earlier episodes, earlier guests I went to college with, you know, using his platform, which was working, being a, a waiter at a restaurant and making that his 100% hustle. That was his business. Every table that he had, it was like it was his personal business table. And he treated them like God and glory and did everything above and beyond for them. That's the same thing you can do on this caddy level is you're just giving whoever has that loop that you're run that you're loop for right now you are giving them 100% effort the whole time the best you can give and just you know keep using the principles from the book right that we're going through right now how to win friends and influence people and you can start to ask them if they've got any you know once you that's so it's just relationship building right there you never know who you're going to meet who they're going to play golf with etc so that is is a powerful one okay Number four, can you can even get these number four gigs from having an opportunity like number three is house sitting or pet sitting. So that one's going to be dependent on your location, what kind of uh, you know connections that you have on this. But there's places you can go. They have websites for this now. You know to find house sitting gigs. Um, you know again, it's there's a lot of places to find gigs, right? So little gigs like that. You know, even Craigslist has got a bunch of stuff on there and not all, not a lot probably for house sitting and pet sitting, but I would get some of these, you know, from just people that I knew and it's just a random weekend. Hey, come over, watch this. Uh, you can eat our food, just walk the dogs, you know, feed them and hang out at the house. 
Usually a nice house, nice family, good food, good people, good relationships, right? So that is a is a good one. And I had some job opportunities that came out of that, right? People that I was working for were offering me jobs that I could have taken, right? Because they cared about me. We got a relationship built. And that's what they do for for people like that. And they're just good people. So that's definitely one to check out. Number five is going to be similar to the freelance gigs, but offering personal services, but doing them locally. So maybe you know how to cook. You can go and cook dinner for people, um, you know, to be a chef. You, you can clean for people, right? like kind of housekeeper style. Or a, a good one is offering to clean cars. You know, I, I heard of this one is going and reaching out to the people with money, the people who would spend good money on getting a nice car cleaned professionally or somebody who's going to treat it professionally and, and do a great job on it, right? So you could go and probably make like a hundred bucks or something washing a Corvette or some, you know, obviously Corvette's not the nicest car, but for some people that's, they really treat those cars well. Um, you know, nice dealerships to gosh, I mean, you just got to, you got to get creative and start thinking about it, right? There's these influence, like these rich people out there. It's, it's coming up to another one here, but these kind of gurus, these influencers, like here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you know, you don't realize, I feel like, at least maybe I, this is how I am. I don't realize what is going on in an area until I've moved there. Like I was born in Fort Worth and grew up around here. Well, I, I, that's false. Completely. I did not grow up here at all. I don't know why I really said that. This kind of came out, but I was born here, lived here till I was two and then left. And you don't, and I moved back here a year ago. I didn't realize how much stuff is really going on until you're in it. You know, and when I moved to Monterey, I didn't know Pebble Beach was there. I didn't know all the different things that were going on around there and how close you are to different stuff that you see on the news or on social or whatever it is that you perceive to be really cool or big or whatever it is until you're there that again that's just my experience so um there's a lot of those kind of people out there that have really nice cars that like car collections i mean right next to us at the baseball place there is this classic car company and in this big warehouse district they might like somebody you could go do it for maybe planes okay these private jet places private airports and go clean the planes that that right there might be a, a again and that goes into the network piece right what kind of people are you going to be involved with that have a private jet <laughs> think about that somebody that has their own jet or flies privately with somebody else has their own little airline whatever it is that's money right that's some good money you, you know, and these are just little ideas, okay? So nannying, right? You can be a nanny, watch, uh, babysit somebody's kids. You could be a dog trainer. Maybe you're really good with animals and training dogs and other pets, whatever. Um, you know, for your sport, whatever your sport is, most of you are probably in high school, college, right? So you could be doing lessons for your sport to these younger kids that are coming up and give private lessons on the weekends or later in the evenings, you can tutor, you can do handyman work, just think about, you know, you can go to like a thumbtack or TaskRabbit, 
those are good ones like Angie's list and like look through all the different positions and jobs and stuff that are in there and start to pick out which ones are like, oh, that one's pretty good. I could do that job or that's something I've thought about doing or I've done that before and go and do it. There's lots of people looking for work like that around the house. You know, older people, you know, that Generation Z, I don't know what they're called. Uh, They are one of the biggest and growing generations, populations, age groups out there. And they need help. Nursing homes, stuff like that. Not even just a nursing home, like a, you know, an assisted living center, etc. Okay, so... Number six, okay, this one I just wrote down, influencer hunting missions. Essentially what that is, if you go back and listen to the episode uh, with Dr. Sean Pastouche of Active Life, that episode, I'm going to add that in the show notes, okay, I'm, I just go off the script here, I'm not, I don't even really have a script, i got an outline of some things sometimes, not all the time, today I've got more of an outline of things because I was just, whew, boom, on it, let's go, right, and just letting it flow. So what happened in that episode with Dr. Sean is something that he had offered to me, which was if you bring me business, I will give you commission for it. If I bring a sale and they close the deal, if I bring them a deal to the table and they close it, they're going to give me a percentage of it. So what he does in his business is he is a, he's a business coach. He's uh, just a consultant. I mean, he does he does a lot of different stuff. Not not a lot, but for what he does, he helps CrossFit companies, you know, streamline their processes, bring more revenue in, make more profit, right? And bring, you know, bring in more members. All this kind of stuff. He helps grow their business. He does workshops on the business piece on how to properly run assessments to making sure that their athletes are healthy, you know, anything related to that piece of the business. And he, and he hosts events all over the place. I mean, this dude is running and gunning. And he's got, you know, a big podcast, big social media following. So he's, you know, one of those influencer types. And that's his, that's his deal. He goes and does workshops for these different fitness businesses and, and turns them around, right? Kind of like uh, what's, the, what's the one the guy goes into these bars, right? And, and turns him around. I think he's the bald guy or he's got kind of shorter hair and he just goes in and, and he's sitting back like he's kind of a, a ghost so- secret shopper at first, seeing what everybody's like, getting to know the people. And then he comes in like the secret boss kind of deal, right? You know, kind of like that, but not, you know, he's not, he's not being secretive about it. So um, he, and he's offered it out there. If you can talk to a gym and you can find a business that wants to make more money, to bring in more members, uh, to keep more members, grow their culture, different stuff like that, right? He is offering commissions. And he's selling like three, four, five, ten, twenty thousand dollar uh packages, services, etc. Right? They vary, but you're gonna you're gonna get let's say, you know, a few hundred bucks, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, depending on the size of the deal for just bringing that deal to the table. Okay. Like there was another guy, his name, Dave Van Hoos, really good guy. I was going to help him sell tickets through his database. Okay. 
to build up for a uh, for an event that they were having with Les Brown. Big influencer guy, big inspirational, motivational speaker guy. Um, and he's he's got, anyways, he already had a big list, like 50 or 100,000 people. And he, he, he was wanting somebody to, to call to the list and sell tickets. And I was going to do that for a little bit and I had something else come up and I didn't. But I would have been getting about like 500 bucks a ticket I sold. Well, no, not even that. But, it, it you know, I could get like a couple hundred bucks. I can get more for that. So those kind of opportunities are out there. And and I'll, and I'll give you an insider tip here. I went, or not even a tip, just a strategy, something to think about, okay? This guy's name is Dan Locke, all right? Some of you may have seen him. Some of you may not have. But once you do look him up, you're going to be screwed because his advertising and his marketing strategy is on point. And you're going to be retargeting. You're just going to start seeing his stuff all the time. But he's got a lot of really good content on the business, on the sales side. I took a course of his called the High Ticket Closer. And essentially what a high ticket closer is, is a salesperson who closes deals that are 3000 to 5000 I mean up to ten, fifty, a hundred, five hundred thousand, a million, you know, high ticket, big money deals that aren't, you know, hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, you know, weekend services, right? They are coaches, right? So I mean they got dating coaches, they have, you know, finance coaches, uh, influencers in all kinds of industries and verticals out there that need people to close people, leads that they have, they have an overflow of leads, they need a strong closer because a lot of these deals are being done over the phone. When you're buying something for $5,000, $10,000, you're not going to go buy a truck, a brand new truck without going down to a dealership and talking to somebody and filling out the paperwork and getting all your questions answered, right? Similar idea with this stuff. People are buying coaching programs, uh, mentorships, all kinds of stuff that people have, whether it's business related, it can be personal, it doesn't matter. Again, there's so many out there. Again, it's, it's similar like Dr. Sean's, but these people for his high ticket closer program, excuse me, what you're doing is you're you're being the salesman for that person. You're going on these coaching calls and you're finding out what their pain points are, how you can show that person that this program that you're selling for this influencer is going to help them solve that problem and then you close that deal and you get paid a commission. And the thing of it is they're doing, you don't have to do any marketing. You don't have to bring in any leads. You don't have to do anything but take that phone call, talk to that customer, help solve their problem, follow up with them, and engage in that lead and that person that's there. They're giving they're giving you the leads and you're closing the deals, you're making the sales. So they're going to pay you a commission and you're going to get 5,000 or five. You might get 5,000 depends on the size of the deal, right? So you're getting, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25%. Some are doing more than that. You know, if you look at like affiliate marketing, which is another big one out there where you're pretty much doing the same thing, but you're doing it online and you're generally you're building your own traffic you're you're building your own audience your own people they have their own platforms and then they get affiliate programs they get you know like amazon has an affiliate program which is something i'll probably get to i don't have any affiliates right now so any you know 
anybody that I've mentioned, uh, any books, any courses, any apps, anything so far. I haven't really mentioned courses. Uh, well, I, the one I'm talking about now, but I'm not saying you, you got, you know, don't feel like you got to go get in his course. Um, but I, I thought it was good and there was a lot of value in it. But that, you know, there's, there's just, I'm trying to expand your mind to the different opportunities that are out there instead of just thinking about, oh, I'm going to go work this part-time job, you know, at a restaurant, being a lifeguard, mowing lawns, random minimum wage jobs, trying to get start thinking bigger. And that's, and that's what this is about. So that's number six. And I added a bunch of different stuff in there. I'm just going off. I mean, this is, I'm at 52 minutes here. This shit's gold right now, y'all. Uh, if it's not, tell me, let me know what you think is going to be gold. But this, I think this is really good stuff. Very creative. Silent or secret shoppers is number seven. I kind of alluded to that earlier, but there's websites out there, businesses out there that want the secret shoppers. Okay. Kind of like the, um, the undercover boss kind of gig. You know, they want people that'll go into these businesses, you know, these, these CEOs and these owners, uh, these higher level executives, they want to make sure that what's going on on the ground floor that they're not there for all the time is running smooth and sharp. And they want to get perspective and feedback from the eyes of the consumer, right? Because when you walk into a store, everything from the very first thing that they put in front of you to how level the floor is to what the aisles look like, I mean, everything that's in there they pretty much have a saying and they want to look a certain way to have brand cohesion, all this kind of stuff. And they, and they want these these shoppers to come in and, and do that and give them feedback and let them know what's going on and let them know how the service was from the, uh, from the waiter or from the host or whoever, you know, all these kinds of things. I don't have websites for you. You just have to Google this shit. Okay. It's not hard. So looking into that, right. And you can even call in and ask, and and they'll pay for your meals. Usually they reimburse you uh, for some of them I've seen, but you get like reward programs and um, other kinds of stuff because they do them for all kinds. Of, it's retail stores and restaurants and all kinds of stuff. It's not you know it's not just one thing. So they do a lot with that. So those are pretty cool, worth checking out. Okay, number eight. I said I wasn't gonna pitch you on any courses or anything like that and I'm not I do think it is beneficial to attend live events like a seminar an educational workshop something like that that's based around uh, finance around income investing different stuff like that okay not to go you know there's gurus that do this stuff like these influencers right and they will have these kinds of events for their own own stuff. Um, so those are worth checking out too. You know, it's it's just for me, it's about the ed- going to get it as additional education that you're not getting in school, right? And it's for the network. There's a lot a lot of really forward-thinking, great people out there at these events that are usually shy. You know, trying to get out of their shell, want to learn something new, want to make some more money, and who knows, you might find a new business partner there. 
you might find somebody that's going to be a good friend for you and you guys can invest in something together. You can help each other out, whatever it is, grow each other's network. Your net worth is in the network and that's, it's, it just takes time to build that stuff because they're relationships. So that's something to start looking into. Um, like, like I mentioned to you before is the millionaire mind intensive event. That's a three-day event and it's actually free surprisingly but not surprisingly in the fact that they're pitching you you know a third of the time so that's the thing about these events is there's going to be a pitch there's going to be people selling their products and their services at these events uh it just you know you got to go in with that open mind and realize i don't need to spend money to go to this you're not there to buy the product you know you're there to learn to grow relationships, to meet new people, expand your network, and just learn and take advantage of the opportunities to, some of the stuff they're, you know, teaching you, like I went to one, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples, is, um, I've been doing some of these events, you know, over the years, there was a Than Merrill one that was like, the guy that does flip this house, or flip my house, or something on, um, was it TLC, or, one of those channels anyways you know he hosts these events all across the country and when i was in college they had one in wichita and i went to it and you basically had to you know they're giving you some valuable information but they're not giving you enough pieces of the whole pie for you to actually do it without signing up for their program or their course and that's where they get you you know it's free you can come learn some stuff but you can't really do it unless you get in this course so I've been to those and like I went to one uh, recently, the Millionaires Conference, I'm pretty sure it was called. It was a free like five hour deal that they had over in Dallas. Uh, it was done by like Protect Wealth, uh, one of those. And they had like three different speakers in and the idea is to protect your assets, you know, lower your tax rates, uh, learn investing strategies, different stuff like that. And one guy is talking about you know, Bitcoin and, and some of these others. Uh, there's there's just different strategies that they go into that if, yes, if you got outside of the event and you got outside of that environment and you just started looking and researching those different strategies, they're probably good strategies and they could probably help you. But again, you're going to these events for the ideas, for the education, and then you need us. I think it's good to just step away from them and dive into the research on this kind of stuff that interests you or you think you would want to learn more about because there's there's a lot of bias going on at, at some of these kinds of events right so it's it's a flip of the coin you just I just don't want to want you to go and then be like oh they just pitched me the whole time I didn't get anything out of it da 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 and there's right it's it's tough because I I don't know what you're gonna go to and there's there's a lot of good events out there there's some really amazing great events out there more of them you got to pay for that's why they're that much better but at the same time you get so much more value than what you're paying for like if you pay 500 bucks for a ticket to a conference that's over a weekend but you learn a new sales strategy or uh, make a new relationship and you make ten thousand dollars off of it well how much was that really worth <laughs> and then you start to think about how many 
how many more deals are you going to get after that? How long is that education going to serve you? Right? So that's what this is about. Same idea. Man, I'm just going. So let me wrap this up for you guys. Number nine, not a big money maker, not going to break the bank, but it gives you a lot of little tasks to do. And it's Amazon Mechanical Turk. Just Google Amazon Mechanical Turk. They've got all these just kind of mindless, small, kind of boring tasks that you can do. And some of it's just transcription stuff, you know, writing, uh, quick little design, making notes, new, not newsletters, but check boxes. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And you make like a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar. I mean, just a little change, but they don't take very long and you can do a lot of them and they can add up. So, you know, that's, that's the thing about it. Okay. And number 10, last one again, this is the only one I'm going to suggest you check out on CourseWise. And I had him on the show. Okay, it's Ryan Stuman. We already talked about it on the episode with him, and we talked about it on the episode with Drewby Wilson a while back. Is Ryan's program called Funnel Closer. Okay, we'll talk a little bit about what Funnel Closer Closing is, what that's about. And he's got a free webinar. It's about an hour long. And yeah, he's got a sales pitch at the end for you to sign up for his program to get all the details, all the secrets behind it, right? I swear I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not contradicting myself to what I'm saying before. Anything I would ever bring on this show, right? I'm 30 episodes in right now, over over 30 episodes in, and I don't have a single ad, a single sponsor. I haven't made a single dollar off this show, okay? And I'm not an affiliate for Ryan. I'm not going to make a dollar off anything that comes through of this now maybe later on I'll start to get affiliates and other brands and other advertisers things like that but it's never going to be about how much money I can make or what can I get out of this it's going to be what are you going to get the listeners are you going to get value out of that sponsor out of that promotion out of that event whatever it is you got to get more value out of it than you're going to be paying for it so I'm not going to promote anything that you're not going to get value out of. Okay. So his funnel closure program, I think it goes for about a thousand bucks. Um, what a funnel closer is. Okay. We, we talk again, go back and listen to the episode with Drewby. We talk about it there on what funnels are, but basically anytime you see an ad on social media, on the web, that's, that's the first part of the funnel is the advertising to a lot of people to get, somebody to opt in and get your email, get your data, get your phone number, to send you a free ebook, uh, a free recipe, you know, free audio, free something usually, or you're buying something really cheap, like a couple bucks, three, five, maybe 10 bucks, something on the cheap from a business, an or- organization, influencer, company, whatever. And then they just start, it goes down the funnel and they start getting farther in and, and now they're a customer for that business and they're starting to pay more because they're getting involved more, right? What Basically what the funnel closer is, is the cl- like I was talking about the high ticket closer, right, of Dan Locke's program. This is funneling, closing small businesses, local businesses, medium-sized businesses. You could even get it, if you got it like that, you could get it for big brands, big corporations, 
but most of them already got that stuff in-house. So that's tougher to do. That's why the small medium businesses is the route to go. But you're making these ads and these funnels for these businesses and you're selling them for two, three, five, ten thousand or more, depends on how in-depth it goes. And you're being hands-off. Okay, you're not gonna have to make the funnels, you're not gonna have to do the advertising or run the campaigns or any of that. Okay. He shows you how to find people to do that for you, and you just pay them 250 bucks, 500 bucks. Right? If you're charging excuse me, $3,000 and you paid a, a guy to build the funnel for 500 bucks, you get 2,500 bucks and you didn't have to do a damn thing. All you did was found the person and help them bring in more leads. Pretty cool, right? So he teaches you how to find those people. He teaches you how to find the right businesses and how to talk to them, how to sell them, how to get them understanding of what you're going to do for them and how it's going to help their business and it's not for everybody right some people already have this in-house being taken care of they've already hired another marketing agency uh, whatever it is you know some may not even think they need it but there's a lot out there that do so that go check it out funnelcloser.com i believe is funnelcloser.com and it's going to take you to a free training uh, I mean, right here, as soon as you get to the page, it says how to build a rinse and repeat money printing side hustle that actually works. Step-by-step -step guide to broker websites in less than four hours per week with no tech skills. Replace your nine to five in less than one month. That's pretty good marketing right there. Okay. Ryan knows his stuff and he's not bullshit neither. Okay. I've been to his events. I mean, the dude has put on the best conference uh, that I've ever been to. And, and I'm just in on it. So go check out the webinar. See what it's about. You'll get a lot of value out of it. You'll get a better understanding of what's going on and, and how you can start to make this work. And then if that's something you really want to invest in, you know, make sure that, one, you're going to have the time to do that. You're going to make the time to do that. And you're going to get a lot out of that. So... Check that out. That's what I got for y'all today. I just dropped a lot on you. Okay. 10 savings tips, 10 income tips, strategies, ideas on how to make some more money and how to save more money. So hope y'all like today's episode. Um, hard to feel like condensed on that one. I could have done, you know, four or five tips of each or five tips total, but wanted to get y'all some tactical stuff. Get, get you thinking, right? That's the biggest thing is as you're going through this, take some notes down, jot some different ideas of things that you have that spark for you. Okay, because I'm coming up with all different things on my own. You're going to have your own ideas, and that's really what it's all about. So get creative, look at different ways you can do that. How can you apply these tips to your life? That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear about. So as we wrap up, as we finish up, ask two things of you. One, if you can just go leave a review. That would be amazing of you and really want to thank you guys for that. Okay, so love that five-star review. That would be amazing. Um, give me that honest review, though. If you think it's a three-star show, give me that three stars. I'll take it. You know, I'll put that in my back pocket and I'll run with it. Let me know. Okay, and you can all, 
reach out to me on Instagram, pull in my own, P-U-L-L-I-N, my own. Send me a message. Let me know which one of these tips you like best. Okay, I want to I want to get feedback from you. I want to know that you're listening. I want to hear what you got to say, which ones you like best. Or maybe you can give me some new ones, some things that you're working on over there that I didn't list here that you like, that you're making some good money from. Let me know, and I'd be happy to share it with the audience and give you a shout-out as well. So until next time, everybody. God bless. Go make that money.